What's up, guys? Welcome to Lunch Plus Plaid Edition. <laughs> we did not plan this, but it happened. Or I guess we can, you called it lum Lumberjack Edition, right? I like that. Yeah. Lum Lumberjack Edition Absolutely. sounds more manly rather Perfect. than a bunch of men wearing matching plaid. <laughs> Let's go with Welcome to Lunch Plus Lumberjack Edition, even though I don't have a beard. I've tried. It's there. I it's see there. it. Yeah. It's there. I'm seeing it. Yeah. Oh, it's coming. Faith. You can see it in faith. Amen. In faith. Amen. I, I'm believing for, for prosperity in my face <laughs> follicles. I don't know what I'm talking about. Anointing. Well, hey guys, <laughs> thank you for joining us today. We have an awesome broadcast for you today. Here's what we got coming up for you today on the Lunch Plus broadcast. First, we have who would win in a fight? This one's going to be super exciting because... I'm just really excited about this. After who would win in a fight, we have a time of confessions, followed by, this is going to be my top ten. Yes. We're, this isn't going to be Barrett's <clears throat> top ten. We're changing things up a little bit, and I'm going to be bringing you my top ten classic YouTube videos. Ooh. Oh, this <laughs> is going to be, be fun. Good. After that, we have a powerful time of what's the word. We're going to be talking about faith with Pastor and Paul. It's going to be awesome. Hallelujah. We have, oh man, this is going to be a good day. Did we introduce ourselves yet? No. Oh my word. But we're, we're the Lumberjack Trio, I guess. <laughs> no, I, I'm Buddy. Nice to see you guys. Paul. Kevin. <laughs> and this is the Lumberjack Edition. Uh, George just gave us a Lumberjack theme song. Is that an actual song? I'm a Lumberjack. I'm okay. Sleep all night. Work all day. Wash my clothes just once a year. Smell real bad, but I don't care. That doesn't even rhyme. No, but it's, is that a, is that it's a thing? slightly accurate. That's a thing. <laughs> <laughs> slightly accurate. I don't smell bad. Well, I'm glad I can't smell you guys from here. Uh, Holly said, did y'all purposely wear plaid? No. It just no. happened. <laughs> it just happened. We were sitting here, and I looked at the screen. I'm like, there's so I much actually, plaid. right before I woke up to the house, changed and put this on. Really? Like, I had a whole completely different shirt, like, suspenders and everything. And then I was like... No, I'm going to go with the plaid. This is Holy Ghost. Yeah, I was going to say, it must be Holy Spirit. All day long. I really don't know any other option, <laughs> uh, any other way that this could have happened. But we have a great broadcast for you today. today. Right now, it's, <laughs> I don't know what that was. Right now, we have, Baird said you guys are a boy band. No. Uh, I've no? never seen a boy band wear plaid. That's... Oh, Barrett's no. going on Google oh, now no. to show no. some pictures. No. Uh, but right now it's family chat time. Uh, but before we jump into that, make sure you like and share the broadcast Ooh, today. I need to uh, share. Yeah, come on. Yeah. What are you doing? I know. Like and share the uh, broadcast. We want to get uh, this out to as many people as possible. But let's just jump in. Um, let's just jump into our first question of the day for family chat. First, we got burgers or tacos. Ooh. That's Burgers a good one. Tacos. Oh man, that's yeah. tough. What do y'all think? Yeah, what do you guys think? Put it in the comments. Um, like, what what kind of talk? Are we talking like authentic tacos, or right. are we talking like Taco Bell? Because there's a big difference. There is a big difference. I would and say then authentic. are we talking like McDonald's hamburgers? Or are we talking about like a grilled, like homemade? Yeah. Hand patted. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I'd say let's go authentic all the way. Okay. Burger. So authentic taco and handmade. Homemade, mm -hmm. hand padded. Yeah. That's that's burger. very tough. Burger. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, um, I'd, I'd be with you on the burger. Yeah. Like, did you guys know that? that chop up some bacon, put it in the Ooh. patty uh -huh. with some. Che oh man, that cheese and then extra bacon on top of it. That sounds incredible. You just said bacon. Mm -hmm. 
it's, I have you to can, go with that. When now. was the last time you had a, a taco with bacon on it? I, I, I've never had it, but I'm going to. There you go. No, <laughs> if you say, made a taco shell weaved of bacon. Oh. oh. Hello. Johnny Shaver. That's this next level right there. <laughs> Johnny, can you do that? I'm sure he could. So I was told that, <clears throat> that uh, hard shell corn, hard shell tacos yeah. are actually an American thing, that they're absolutely yeah. not. That they're not a Mexican thing at all. That we we brought that. We we did Taco that. Bell That's true. That. Taco, Taco Bell. Bell. Oh, is that right? Interesting. Well, there you have it. Yeah, because I, I went to Mexico before, and I don't remember ever having hard shell tacos. I guess that's not that's a confirmation taco. for me. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. Hallelujah. Interesting. Well, I'm all gonna right. go with I'm gonna go with burgers, burgers. because you, you brought in the bacon aspect. Mm. But if Johnny hooks us up with some bacon shell yep. tacos, I'm down. Yep. Have you used ever used the little thing that they made where you? Put a, it cups a hole in the in the hamburger patty, and you can fill it like with like barbecue sauce, and oh. then so that way as you cook it, the barbecue sauce goes through the meat, and then you got like a pocket of juiciness. You ever yeah. had one of those? You, you yeah. might you might be a genius. I worked in my past life. Uh, <laughs> worked at a place, and in at our kitchen place. we got like experimental, experimental with stuff after hours. Okay, and we discovered that if you take the spoon ladle. And make a pocket in the burger and make two burgers and then you mince them together uh-huh. and fried it. The sauce cooked all the way through the burger. Then it was like when you got to the middle, it was just like explosion of goodness. Wow. That's that excellent. sounds great. How about that? All right. Well, Natalie says burgers, George says burgers, Barrett yeah. says tacos. Barrett, you're all alone on this one. I'm not though. Um, <laughs> I, well, I'm, Abby's not commenting right, right now. Right. She's not available, so you're all alone at, at the present moment. Because Ho- Holly put <coughs> earlier, she put, uh, sorry, Abby, but burgers. <laughs> That's right. Johnny says yeah. you can get right on the, the bacon taco shell. Come on, Johnny. Hey. We're with you, brother. Please do. Please that makes, do. That makes me happy. Bacon taco shells. Awesome. <laughs> all day. Now, yes. if, if, if they were bacon taco shells, I would probably go with the taco. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But, oh, why don't you make bacon burger buns? I was actually just thinking that. Come on, son. Buns. Get rid of the carbs. All right, well, what, what's our next <laughs> Get rid of the cards and fill it up with something so much fun. McDonald's or Burger King? Uh, oh, that's, that's a pretty... I Burger would say, King. Oh, never mind. Yeah, no, uh, I'm totally leaning toward Burger King. Their burgers taste really? so much better than oh, McDonald's. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, See, no, even Burger King fries. Really? They changed their fries a couple their, their years ago. Their fries are ago. a lot thicker. Yeah, they're, they're more potato and I personally don't like a potato Mm-hmm. Fry. I like a crisp fry. So you don't like I'm gonna go with fried potato. Right. So, <laughs> oh, well, you just don't like it as mushy. Is that what you mean? Right. Right. You like it. You know. Crisp. You know what's funny is there's when you are wanting a French fry, there's no better French fry than the McDonald's French fry, until well, it goes cold. No. Then there's no, no. worse. See, Bojangles fries beat everybody's fries. Is that right? Oh yeah. Oh yeah, because they, they they have a special. Season. And you can eat Bojangles fries cold with the season, yeah. and they're still good. The only problem is Bojangles is not a part of this. No, no. It's, uh, it's McDonald's or Burger King. The, the only problem. See, here's the problem with uh, with, I'd say both is every time you go, mm-hmm. it's different. The fries yes. are different. Inconsistent. The, yeah, they're yeah. super inconsistent. Yes, that's right. Which good is point. why when Pastor Nicole said cookout, I can understand. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but. Yeah. 
The only problem is we that's not one of the options. That's right. But I see I see McDonald's up top. Uh, Priscilla says I love the Whopper. See, yes. when it comes between yeah. the Whopper or yeah. the uh, Big, Big Mac, Mac right. I, I'd have to go Big Mac. Really? Um, yeah. You're I would, a special sauce guy. Yeah, I, I really like that special sauce. The only problem is every time I eat a Big Mac, I can literally feel my arteries clogging in my chest. Yeah. Yeah. See, no. It so really comes down to me is the flavor of the patty. Burger King's. Mm. The charbroiled flavor yes. is yeah. better. So yeah, if you took the Burger King yeah. patty and put it on the Big Mac, yeah. that would be that would be delicious. That would be heaven. But yeah. I, I'm just not. A, I'm not into the uh, the special sauce. Yeah. 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 Not so much. But anyway, it's just I, I do like Island. the Whopper. It is right. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. yeah. The Whopper is pretty good. Maybe it's a thousand and one islands. You know. <laughs> thousand and one islands. That's right. Amen. All right. Well, what's our next one for the day? Our next question today is coming up. Book. Yeah. Or magazine. Oh wow! Pictures, so <laughs> <Picture>. magazine. <laughs> There's so many more pictures. Less reading. Yeah. More pictures. <laughs> I, That's I'm an really easy one. <laughs> there's, there's more pictures. What, okay, what, what if it's a between like a Dr. Seuss book <clears throat> and a magazine? If it's a pop-up book, a pop-up book. <laughs> pop-up pop book. Those are always awesome. So it's like every page is a surprise. Yeah. There you go. You never know what you're going to get. Um, Priscilla says, bring on the books. Johnny says, books. Natalie says, books. Holly says, books all the way. See, here, here's what I like about magazines, though, is you got, you got articles in, the, in right. the magazine. So, like, if you feel like reading, you can read the article, right. and it's not going to take you an hour. Correct. Yeah, no. it's not, it's, it's not a, like a, an investment. You don't have to invest mm -hmm. a week to, yeah. to get through it. You know, an hour hour and a half, you're done. And then if you're not sure if you want to read the article, you can always look at the pictures of the article yeah. and form your own opinion. Form your own opinion. Especially and then you're if like, they have, I'll go ahead and read it. Especially if they, if they have the block quotes, where you don't even have to, you just read the block quotes. <laughs> oh, that's a good little nugget. Done. <laughs> and then you don't have to. But Pastor Nicole said the Bible is a book, so that's a... That's a we just got trumped. <laughs> well, they have, honestly, though, well, I was... Well, the kids' Bible has pictures in it. There oh, you go. Oh, okay. like the Action Bible, the one that's a comic book. Um, but it, then it becomes close to. It's more closer to like a pop-up book. That's true. Well, honestly, though, I would say book. The words do. Um, I think Barrett's really taking this whole aspect to heart. She's she like is because Barrett's she's getting getting magazines shape, are Barrett. books for lazy people. <laughs> like she's that's a, that's an attack right there. I can't disagree with that. That's true. <laughs> See, here's the thing: Do we want to feed but, our flesh, or? Do, and go with the easy thing, or do you want to? Now, now we're getting into who would like. Who I have no condemnation, buddy. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> there you go. That, that, was, books, that was a good scripture. If you have to have a book to talk about a topic, mm. that's a lot of rambling. Yeah. A magazine's going to be less words, shorter, quick to the point, and give you exactly what you need instead of an opinion. There you go. It's like the spark notes of yep. books. And I can read more magazines in a day than a book. Absolutely. That's true. That's true. Barrett said so much. Magazine, respect, buddy. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. <laughs> did we did we get a consensus from uh, from our watchers? What do they what do they like? The books and the magazine? Uh, I'm I'm seeing a lot more magazines. I don't think I've seen a single no. I've George seen a lot more books. books than magazines. That's what I meant. I haven't seen a single magazine in our in our viewership. Is there so, is there anyone watching right now who would prefer a magazine over a book? I feel like they just don't have the right subscriptions. <laughs> I mean, right. go get a go get a better go get a better magazine subscription. That's true. Yeah. The, Hello. St Stephen Hurlbert just said, I call this segment the progression of hair. You got, <laughs> <laughs> you got oh, clean shaven. Yeah, yeah, that's right. 
mustache, full beard. And yeah. then Priscilla said baby face. Why, why would you call it baby face? That, that, that hurts. <laughs> baby face, mustache, beard. Interesting Thank how you all sat there. Thank you. Look, Thank somebody you, put Laura. magazine. Paul Stalin. Oh, look, someone, someone put magazine. It doesn't matter. Who You're was. a smart person. It's there. It's there. Hallelujah. Uh, Pastor Nicole said audible book. That counts. I think, I think that's a pretty genuine. Yeah. I, yeah, I actually love mm -hmm. uh, to listen to books while you travel. That's, that's yeah. a lot of fun. Or like Adventures in Odyssey. I'll count that as a book. Sure. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. That counts. The only thing a, with audible a, books with me is my attention, it goes other places while, and so I'm really only grasping like a little bit of it. I got you. I got you. Well, guys, thanks for joining us yes. today for Lunch Plus. This was Family Chat. Now we're going to be moving on to our very first segment of the day. Who would win in a fight with Barrett and Paul? Huh. It's going to be interesting. <laughs> it's going to be super interesting. So now we're going to be transitioning over there. We'll see you right there. Good morning. It's great to see you. Hey guys, we're live. I got distracted. I was reading the comments. I didn't realize that we were live. Um, I also didn't realize that we were on. <laughs> I'm on the red side. Yeah, you are. And I get, I'm wearing blue. I'm patriotic. Red, white, and blue. That's true. Like so that. that means I'm going to win. Nope. Um, but welcome to our broadcast today. We're going to be hopping in with who would win in a fight. Here's what's coming up as we continue the broadcast. Right now, it's who would win in a fight. Me versus Paul. You know, the showdown that everybody didn't know they needed. And then after who would win in a fight, we're going to have a time of confessions, followed by top 10. And today, we're switching it up a little bit. Instead of my top 10, it's Buddy's top 10. Top 10 favorite YouTube videos. It's going to be good, followed by what's the word and it's going to be awesome we're super excited about it but right now it's who would win in a fight I really want our transition slide to be rock and sock and robots like I just want them like punching each other that's been my vision the, this whole time no joke okay so here's how this works basically you guys decide the ultimate winner we're going to give you a showdown unlike anything that you've ever thought, well, you've probably thought of these ones before, but we're gonna give you a showdown and we're going to give you our points and then you decide the ultimate winner. Put it in the comments, it's gonna be awesome. And today we have some seasonal matchups for you. The showdown of the ages of fall time, apple cider versus pumpkin spice. Now, have you been able to watch us do this segment before, or is this like completely fresh? It's gonna be completely fresh. Okay. Well, if we can put up the graphic for that right now, here's how it's gonna work. I, because I've done this one before, I'm gonna go first just to give you time to ease your way in, and then next time around we're gonna we're gonna flip it. But as you guys know, it's fall. We talked about it. <laughs> it turned fall officially yesterday. Are you guys excited about that? I am. And for me, I know that fall time really, and you know this too, fall time officially kicks off when pumpkin spice starts coming to the coffee stores. You hear pumpkin spice and 
every single basic white girl is like, it's time for the boots, it's time for the scarves, let's do this thing. It is the beacon. It is the lighthouse, if you will, of fall. When people see pumpkin spice going up, they know it's time to bust out the fall decor. It's time to get ready. Get out Charlie Brown's like great pumpkin DVD. Put that on repeat. Get you some tomato soup. Cozy up and it's fall time. Fall is pumpkin spice. Really? Yeah. Hmm. No. See, pumpkins is like a one time a year season. Apples, if the old saying, an apple a day keeps the doctor away. So it's something that you should have in your life every day, which is why apple cider's better. And it's, it's great. If you can put apple cider in everything. Coffee, who wants pumpkin in their coffee? Seriously, that's just, no. Pumpkin belongs in pie. That's it. Apples go good with everything. Caramel, chocolate, drinks. Use apple cider with donuts. Just saying. Get, Four. Apple is more, more versatile. Well, you know, it's funny you bring that up. Because right before the broadcast started, <laughs> I happened to do a very quick Google search. Because I do agree, apples a day keep the doctor away. Like, that's a wonderful <clears throat> saying. That's great. Apples, you can find them all the time. Like, it's great to have them around. They are such good like they're they're good fruits absolutely pumpkin is also technically a fruit because you know there's seeds in that but that's just a whole nother side note but here's the thing with pumpkin spice it is you brought this up you can't like argue that this was your point everything is a seed is a fruit that came from paul stallings but here's where i'm going with this if buddy brought up a great point who would win in a fight Buddy, Buddy wants us to stay on topic. I'm probably going to hijack it. But um, who would win in a fight? If we're going with that direction, versatility is on the side of pumpkin spice. You just listed off four things. Can you? Do you? I'm not done. I'm not done. I'm not done. I will be done. The versatility of pumpkin spice. Here's here's all that it can go in. You guys ready? Deodorant, lattes. Coffees, donuts, flavored nuts, cookies, Cheerios, yogurt, caramel corn, cake, tea, protein bars, granola bars, smoothies, peeps, the candy peeps, ice cream, pancakes, bread, creamer, pretzels, candy, life cereal, protein powder, dog treats, candles, <coughs> essential oils, go-go squeezes for your children, pies, muffins, cleaning products, Pumpkin spice has it all. It is the ultimate transformable thing. So if you need it in a fight, you need a smoke grenade, I bet you can find you a pumpkin spice smoke grenade somewhere. It's versatile, it's able to transform. It's the transformer of the fall beverages. Not only that, it is accessible in a variety of types of things. So if you don't think you can have it on hand, I bet you can go find it. And then also, it's the underdog. Apple cider, everybody thinks that apple cider is going to win, but let's be real. Pumpkin spice, you need that thing, it's going to be there for you. I heard a long list of things that probably aren't good with pumpkin spice, but I could say apple cider, deodorant, apple cider. This. But they don't make Nobody, them because I looked up it up. My turn. I'm just copying you. Can you go, are you going to go pick a pumpkin and bite into it? Does it give you joy? No, that gives you disgusting. Apple cider. But you can, but... Apple cider's made pumpkin spice. Are you are you just picking the spice jar up and eating it? There was no specification. No, but you but a is. lot of this stuff you were talking about involved a pumpkin. Well, you pumpkin can't. Pumpkin spice. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well. I'm done. Yeah, I'm done. I'm just saying. I'm done. 
That's a long list of things. I can say I can say a lot of you can put apple cider in dog treats. You can put apple cider. I'm sure apple cider and yogurt would be delicious. But you know what? See what the media does a lot of times is it'll force feed you something to get you to make it basic and routine to where everybody likes it. And it sounds like that's what they did with pumpkin spice. We can put it in everything and eventually everybody will just get accustomed to it and accept it. But apple cider is something special. We don't need to put it in everything. We want you to crave it. So put in the comments right now, which do you think is better? The reason I said that is here we go. Basic white in. girl. Put it in everything, it becomes basic. Uh, Buddy says he votes apple cider. <laughs> Kevin says apple's a fruit, pumpkin is a gourd. Okay, that brings up a whole separate thing. <laughs> like, what are gourds for? Like, I don't understand. What do you do for with a birds weirdo gourds? You dry them out and birds make no, nest them. They're so odd. <laughs> um, okay, so we have apple cider, apple cider. Um, bum -ba -dum. The first one to five mm. wins. Put it in the comments. I was really surprised. So I put on the card um, which one. I said that pumpkin spice is the underdog. When you poll college kids, pumpkin spice is only like 29%. Because nobody really likes it. For apple cider. I was shocked. Shocked. I was shook as the kids said. Apple cider, you don't really have to debate. It debates itself. Yeah. It wins the battle itself. Joni says uh, apple Thank you, cider. EO. And it's Kevin EO. says apple cider. EO says apple it's cider. It's her birthday, so apple cider wins. Apple cider did win by a landslide. I was legitimately <clears throat> surprised that pumpkin spice is on like the list that people they don't They try care to for. make pumpkin spice bigger than what it is by putting it in everything. I get that, for sure. Just like the media with the COVID. It's everywhere, so then people get fear. Well, if you put it in everything, then eventually everybody's just going to become accustomed to it, and it's going to be normal and natural, and they're going to say, you know, I like it. You know people who see ads for it more often? The people who read magazines? So while we go into the next debate. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's why I don't like it. Because I don't really like reading magazines either. <laughs> I'm so excited to have Paul on today. Um, okay, and now we are going to go into our last one of the day. George is laughing at you, apple cider dog treats. Spring or fall? Now, I, I would go first again. I know I have home court advantage because I've done one of these already before, but you heard me all last week give you 10 reasons why fall is the best ever. So I really don't feel like you need to hear me rehash this so we're going to let Paul start off with this one. We're just start off with this. Fall is a bunch of dead things. Leaves falling. Cold weather. Cold. It's not good. It's a, when you die, your body gets cold. Spring is life. When you die, your body Flowers gets cold. bloom. Everything, the grass starts turning green. The weather starts going up. The temperature goes up. And we're called to carry the fire. So we're not supposed to be cold. We're supposed to be warm. We're supposed to bring the fire. That happens in spring. Fall is a bunch of death. It's dark, it's gloomy, it's chilly. Spring, you can wear shorts. You're, you can officially go back to the beach. Sunshine, flowers. Everybody loves flowers. Who likes to go, do you like going to the Biltmore House and seeing the tulip garden? That's in the spring. It is in the spring, and the Biltmore House is super pretty in springtime. Have you ever been to the Biltmore House in the fall? Tell you what, you go up to the Blue Ridge Parkway with all the foliage all the way around. It is the prettiest thing. Mm. Like that garden, it is super beautiful. But it's, it's one only, of my favorites. But the leaves are only colored for like a few weeks in the mountains. Then there's no leaves on the tree and it's just death. Do you know what happens at the Biltmore when the tulips die after two weeks? Death. Like, <laughs> they're gone. And I know because I took Pastor Nicole thinking that the tulips <laughs> would still be there. And it was... Pfft, 
like it was just gone. So that was my that was my exciting fact. But here's the thing, you know, we are absolutely supposed to carry the fire of God. What season do you have fires in? Winter. Most commonly. Winter. Fall. But do you know, and you know, if we're talking about, you know, back to school bonfires, what, let's huddle up around the bonfire. You do that when it's fall outside. But here's the thing. You're talking about going to the beach when it's warmer. Did you know that here in North Carolina, that the average low and the average high temperatures for both the peak spring season in April and the peak fall season in October are the exact same temperatures? Temperature wise, it is just as lovely in the fall as it is in the spring. The only difference is that you have the amazing colors mm. that the Lord himself designed for us to have. He designs fall so that all the yellows and the reds can pop and people come back together. The summer causes a <coughs> scattering a scattering in the people because they're like, oh, springtime, I'm gonna go to the beach. I'm gonna go hang out over here. Mm. I'm gonna go this way, that way. And there's just all the families being in their own little thing, but fall brings people but back together. People and there's in unity. Spring starts and family vacation. In spring starts family vacations. Yeah. Though. Like beach, everybody, like, beach is usually most people's favorite vacation. In is the a summer, beach. for no. sure. In well, the and you great. say spring and fall, the same <laughs> weather or same temperature. It's true. Average of 72, mm. average high. That's an average. An but average really, North Carolina days. doesn't base off of averages. North Carolina is a flip of the coin. This spring, because I do construction, I know what it was outside, I was working in shorts and a tank top. That's not an accurate eight, way to in, assess this. He's in in April, shorts and a tank top in the winter. Okay, well, this let's get. I'm gonna, Christmas I'm going to give you a, a level of temperature. I'm just I'm In just April this know. year, we had some 80-degree <laughs> days in April. Are you going to have an 80-degree day at the end of October? Yeah. No, because you got 40 degree mornings. You're not going to jump 40 degrees in a day. Not true. It was like 79 the other day when it was 44 in the morning. But yesterday was official day of fall. Uh-huh. Right? So the other day, it's yesterday. It's going to be 76 today. 70 yesterday. 76 today. Just saying. 80 degrees. <laughs> I can work outside and sweat. Fall, I can't. Paul is the man who literally goes outside in the snow without like shoes on. But in I'm not. Shorts. I'm, I'm arguing this for the on behalf of the people. On behalf of whatever. Because that's who what we're wins. speaking to. We're Spring speaking to the fall, people. Guys. <laughs> whatever. Let's talk about the temperature, wife, tank top man, like. <laughs> Okay, buddy. I'm buddy says I vote spring because life beats death. Boom! Sure. Mic can, drop. Bam. That's uh, it. Holly says fall wins one to one. You guys decide. Spring. Marilyn says spring. Okay, you guys decide fall. Uh, so we have two to two. It's fall. That's all. Fall, fall. We're up to four. Four to two. You decide. One last one. Void. Kevin. Void. What upset. word did I just say? <laughs> what word? Oh, Kevin just brought up a great point. No pollen in the um, fall. There's pollen Kevin. right now, and it's fall. Kevin, welcome to Team Fall. We're happy mm. to have you. Guys, does that fall? Fall won it. Becca Beard. So apple cider. You won. count. Becca Beard already counted. You already counted her up top. No way. Yeah, I huh? didn't count her up top. Uh -huh. Not when we started. George says fall. George, so I am even upset. Even if I did, fall wins. The only good thing about fall. <laughs> is you have sports. This is true. You and that's sure the is. reason why I didn't choose fall, because sports, that's, that's the only good thing out of it. Pastor Nicole says, we must die to self to live. Fall. Hmm. But in Christ we live. Spring. What, what, what season is Easter in? Where he came back to life? What season was he Where he was, he was raised in? from the dead? He was born in winter. Was he, though? 
<laughs> Buddy's over there going, no. Okay, guys, it's time to wrap. This is just how Paul and I communicate now. Like, we're just hanging and talking. So thank you for joining us. Who would win Thank you, Johnny. Good job. We Apple tied cider. today. And now we're going to kick you guys over to confessions with Buddy. It's going to be a good one. Get ready. Get ready to confess. Buddy Crabtree. Hey guys, I would just like to first say, you're not confessing Buddy Crabtree. We're confessing with Buddy Crabtree, correct? Yeah, sure. Uh, sure. <laughs> All right, well guys, thank you uh, for joining us for our time of confessions. You know, the Bible says that if we confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in our hearts that God raised him from the dead, we will be saved. And so there, it's important for us to recognize the importance and the power of our confession. You know, as we make a confession, as we confess things out of our mouth, while, while uh, connecting our confession with our faith and with our, what we believe, um, everything changes. You know, it's not just confession on its own that, uh, that, that brings life. It's when we pair our confession with faith in what God has already said. That's when things start to change. You know, our salvation is based on confession that's linked with faith. Uh, and, you know, confess with your mouth that Jesus Lord, believe in your heart. So as we make these confessions, recognize and, and just put your faith to it. Apply your faith to it. Believe in your heart that the things that you're confessing are biblical, are the word of God and the will of God. And those things will happen. So uh, we're going to put our confession up on the screen for today. Uh, confession number four. I want you to confess this with your mouth and believe it in your heart. Every weapon formed against us, is exposed, it will not prosper, and is destroyed. Now say, say this time and make it personal. Every weapon formed against me is exposed, it will not prosper, and is destroyed. And that comes straight out of Scripture. The Bible says no weapon formed against you shall prosper. And so as we take what God has already said you know, where, where, where the scripture says, no weapon formed against you shall prosper, and every tongue which rises against you, you shall condemn. We're condemning those things with our voice. We're condemning it. Everything, every sickness, every attack that the enemy's putting against your life, that he's trying to build up and to bring up against you, by that declaration with faith in what God has already said, you are destroying it in Jesus' name. Every tongue that rises up against you, you are confessing it with your own tongue. You're moving mountains with these confessions. So praise God. Guys, thank you for joining us for a time of confession. Now we're moving on. Oh, yes. We're moving on to top 10. I'm excited about this one because this we're, now it's my turn to do my top 10. So we're going to be going into top 10 classic YouTube videos. It's going to be awesome. On to top 10. All right. Well, welcome. Welcome. To top 10. It's not my top 10 this week, guys. Mm -hmm. I've given it to Buddy. And so right what now, an honor. we are going to 
look at his top 10 list, see how his see, brain works. Okay, so I would just like to clarify before we, especially before number 10, um, I would like to clarify, these are not my, like I didn't Whoa. go out and say, these are my top 10 favorites. Uh, so I didn't take that approach. I just put, these are, in my opinion, what are the top 10 most popular, most well-known viral videos as YouTube was, was kind of skyrocketing, as, as it was making its way up. One, you know, so, so, you know, YouTube's been around for, I'd say, about 10 years now, maybe a little bit more. Um, it's been a little more than 10 years. Oh, my goodness. Uh, like, time, time's fine. It's been, a, YouTube's time been around, prob probably around since 2006. So that's about 14 years. I'm uh, going to look it up right now. Okay. Um, that's where YouTube started kind of making its way up. And the viral videos from when I was growing 2005. up. 2005. Okay, 2005. That was Thank close. You. Um, see, viral videos when we were growing up are a little different than they are today. Smidge. Just a smidge. Um, the quality was so great, though. <laughs> no, it wasn't. No, but it was excellent. Like, it was <laughs> really classic, wasn't. classic quality. Well, I'm Children thinking... today would probably not think so, but no, I true. do. Well, like, ba see, based on the high-quality content that we, that we have today, and you kind of rewind back, like, 14 years ago to, like, the quality content that we had then, you're like, this isn't that quality. But... Um, I'm probably going to upset George, and I understand that. Love me, forgive me. But in my head, it's like when you go back and watch like Star Wars Episode One, it's like whoa, or Episode Four, and it's like whoa, look at the technology that was there mm -hmm. then. And yeah. now compared to like Rogue One and things, it's like oh, it's nothing. Yeah. Oh, you made that in your kitchen with like a diorama. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Well, actually, the first Star Wars had a super low budget. They had Truth. zero expectations that it would take off. And so the, basically most of the stuff that they used was recycled. But we're talking about YouTube yeah. today, not Star Wars. Yeah, so, sorry for that. I had um, So um, before we jump into number 10, again, I would like to clarify, <laughs> these are not my favorite videos. These are ones that have become viral. I'm so sad and that you're clarifying. I know I what need, number I 10 need, is. Just put, up, just put up number 10. <laughs> this is why he's so insistent that this yes. is his favorite. Friday by <laughs> Rebecca Black. Friday. Now, Friday, everyone gets down on Friday. Okay, you, you butchered that. That's not how it goes. But How does it go, buddy? Um, 7 a.m., waking up in the morning, got to be fresh, got to go downstairs, got to have my bowl, got to have cereal. Okay, see, like, you notice how horrible the lyrics are to this. Why it's, do you know them? Because it was so bad <laughs> that I watched it so many times. See, like, th there's all, there are very few songs that have as many parodies as, as Friday. You know, like how many parodies did you get? Do you get? Pastor Brian just said, "Whoa!" <laughs> see, again, it's not. It's not that I loved that video. Paul said, "Never seen it." You, you never heard of it? What? Okay. Paul is eight years older see, than you. Eight that, years. That's true. That's true. But I didn't know there was a, a soul in the world that have never that's never seen Friday. You gotta, seen you gotta Friday. look it up. Um, <laughs> but. Here's the thing. See, that, when that video came out, I, I feel bad for her because she got made fun of a lot. Um, she did it to herself, though. That's true. Like, because, I mean, you got to hear the, uh, uh, what, she comes to the bus stop, sitting at the bus stop, got to catch my bus, I see my friends sitting in the front seat, sitting in the back seat, got to make my mind up, which seat can I take? It's such horrible. It's Friday. Anyway. I'll stop singing the lyrics of it. It's just, it was just such a, so viral. It, it's such a key part of our growing up that I, it had to have been there. That's why it's number 10, just clarifying. It had to be in there, but I put it at number 10. 
I'm not done with the fact that you know all the words to the song. <laughs> Whatever. Let's just pretend like that's not a fact. All right. Number nine. Number nine. The evolution of dance. Have you seen this one? I have seen Jimmy Fallon and Justin Timberlake do that. Do they did. But I've not seen that particular okay. one. See, that was the original evolution of dance. The guy was like a comedian, and that was a part of his his act. And they, and so I think a kid recorded it because he was doing it at a school. But like, he literally goes through like the decades of like different dance moves and stuff like that. That was such a an awesome. That you know what? That's something that we should have Mr. Chris learn and, Amen. and do. Chris Griffin, you Chris just Griffin. got nominated. Yes, yeah, so you, you need to study that video and learn every single dance move yeah. to it. It is really impressive. Like, I, I realize it's not Jimmy Fallon and Justin Timberlake. They did mm. the evolution of music, but oh, okay. it was Jimmy Fallon and Will Smith, and they yes. did the evolution of dance. And oh, so okay. I've seen that version mm. of it, and it is a pretty cool one to watch. Yep. Mostly because my dance move, as Pastor Nicole so kindly calls it, is washing the dog. Like, that's <laughs> my dance move. So I anything that happens with dog. the feet like is really impressive. I got you. Our, I just sounded so pathetic. Anything that happens with the feet, like that's amazing. Like, or you could just do the hitch. I could. That's George's move. That's George's move. George also does like a pig pen from uh, the Peanuts movies. There so you he go. does that one. All right. Well, moving on to number eight. Number eight of top ten YouTube videos. Ain't nobody got time for that. Ain't nobody got time for that. Ain't nobody, nobody got, ain't nobody got, ain't nobody, nobody got, got time, time for, for that. that. So like, <laughs> uh, I had to rewatch that this morning. I got bronchitis. I'm not c confessing that. Amen. I got bronchitis. Ain't nobody got time for that. Ain't nobody but, got time for that. Like, if you've seen the actual, like, the actual, like, interview, <laughs> it's so great because just background, like, sh there was a fire, I think it was in her mm -hmm. house. She's like, I went down to get a cold pop. And then I thought, somebody barbecuing. Then I realized, it, oh, and then she said the Lord's mm -hmm. name in vain. It's a fire. And, and she said she inhaled the smoke and said, I got bronchitis. Ain't no kind of time, time for that. For that. Eh. Was this one before they're climbing in your windows? This one was after that. Okay, so. Yeah, but I was going to put that one on there, but, but that's you know. not okay to do. <laughs> it's not okay. But that one, but the climbing in your windows is the mm -hmm. first one that they that was the tuned Yeah, that was okay. the original. That okay. one was great. Okay, we can, we're not <laughs> endorsing the other one. No. Like, we're, no. You don't want to brought it up, so. I am. <laughs> All I just right. want to know which one was first. Number seven. Dun, Number dun. seven, <gasps> yes! the dramatic chipmunk. <laughs> I don't know if you know if you've seen this one. Pastor you know, likes this one a lot. Really, the dramatic chipmunk. I'm pretty sure that one was probably one of my favorites. You got the bum bum bum. <laughs> oh, it's like six seconds of just pure beauty. It's so good, and you can watch it. Like there's a YouTube loop where it's like two hours two of hours the dramatic of it. chipmunk, <laughs> and like. You could literally sit there for two hours and just watch the bum, dramatic. Bum, bum, with the it's, eyes. Uh, it's one of my favorite can you, can gifts you just, to send. Can you just put it back up there? I want to see his face here. <laughs> it's so good. Oh, man. That was great. Maybe, All right. Maybe not. We're That's okay. Move. All right. Number seven. Dun, dun, dun. Number seven of my top ten viral videos. We, oh, Charlie. Wait. That's number six. Did we do seven? Was that was the last one seven? Oh, I'm my my math is bad. Charlie the unicorn. Oh, you stole my kidney. <laughs> so, Charlie the unicorn. Priscilla says I'm Owen three. I I you you haven't seen any of these YouTube videos. Well, you you need. I'm gonna send you this list, and you're gonna have to watch all of them. Didn't we like you, Serena, and I, and the rights didn't like the right of the youth. Fullness. The pastors weren't in there. Didn't we just watch this the no, other day? No, I, not that I'm aware of. I, I Did we watch it with you guys? 
Uh, not that I'm aware of. Um, I watched that this morning again. <laughs> uh, or no, I l watched it last night. That one, uh, Kevin says I am one for four. Which one did you see, Kevin? Ain't nobody got time for, got time for that. That's a, that's a classic one. But no, Charlie the Unicorn is one of those ones where Shut. if you didn't grow up watching it and you go back and watch it's it, you'll be terrible. like, you'll be like, why, why, why did they enjoy this? And that's, gonna, that's a lot of these videos, in, just in general. But Charlie, Shun the non-believer. Shun. Like last week in class, I, what was it Pastor said? And you from across the room, you said <laughs> Shun. shun. Oh, I don't remember what he said. I don't remember, but I immediately pulled my phone out real quick and I just sent the, or I texted Buddy. I'm like, Shun the non-believer, Charlie, Shun. <laughs> it's That's such a video. good video. It's so good. It's so great. You got to go to Candy Mountain, Charlie. Candy Mountain. Oh, we're going to Candy Mountain. So we're pro we might be annoying you at this point if you haven't seen it. And so if you actually watch the video, you'll be equally as annoyed, if not more. That, that's just more. like the, that was the humor of the 90s and the 2000s. early 2000s. Yeah, this was made in 2005. That was the humor of the 2000s. <laughs> it was it was just like irritating and random, mm -hmm. super random. All but right. this was YouTube, so that's true. Mm -hmm. Number five. Double rainbow. It's a double rainbow. <laughs> double <laughs> rainbow all the way across the sky. <laughs> okay, so this this is I think uh, I think he was a guy in. in Hawaii or something? I don't know. He looks like he's Hawaiian. That was a total like judgment. But uh, but uh, all right, Kevin's like two for four. The the greatest part of Double Rainbow, like if you haven't seen the video, is literally there's a double rainbow and this guy is so amazed. I don't know if he he was on anything, or if he was just so in tune with nature that it was so beautiful. But he's like literally like like amazed by this double rainbow and he's like crying. As he's like showing it, we we showed it to Pastor like a couple or like Pastor's family a couple weeks ago, and it was, they weren't as entertained by it. But it's what, such a classic. Wasn't there a, a triple rainbow here like a couple like after that, right after you showed it? I them? think so. Yeah, he said it's starting to look like a triple rainbow. <laughs> I don't even know what accent he had, but that was such a good video. All right, number four. Every Rickroll ever. Never gonna give you up, never so, gonna let you down. So this one isn't necessarily just for like Never Gonna Give You Up by Rick Astley, which is a classic song in general, and it's amazing yes. and in every way. Yep. Um, but like there was like there was such a trend where like they would like they would put a YouTube thumbnail of like something that you would think was in, in, entertaining or interesting. And then, like, you'd click on the link, and it'd go straight to Rick Astley. Ba -da -dum, ba -ba -ba. And it, like, ruined <laughs> everything. And it was the best. Uh, Kevin just said, I'm a Rick Astley lookalike. Thank you. We're no strangers to love. There's a lot happening on this segment today. There like, is there's a lot. a lot happening. I'm just happy that I get to do what I am. Are you old enough to, I know there's not much of an age gap, but technology was so rapid fire. I don't know mm -hmm. if you did this. When I was growing up, things like LimeWire and stuff mm -hmm. like that, where you could download videos, yeah. like there, this, this was super illegal. So but, I'm not, I'm not endorsing. <laughs> yes. Before, well, before our knowledge of that, it was bad. Okay. So yes. Um, but when you would download like TV episodes or songs or something, you would think that you were going to get it and you'd open it up and it would show like the first couple seconds and then it would Rick never going to give you up, <laughs> never going to let That's it. great. I didn't realize people did that on LimeWire. For sure. I wasn't allowed to use it. Well, yeah. Uh, 
you you were raised with Jesus. No, I just well, my my older sister used it all the time. Oh. But I I never did. I don't know why. You were anyway, a good one. So, so number 4 was every Rick Roll ever. ever. Because those were just super entertaining and disappointing, but entertaining. Like I'm like, "Ah, oh, you got me. You got me." I couldn't even be upset. All right, oh, number 3. David after the dentist. <laughs> now, like, this is a classic, David after the dentist. You know, um, I'm pretty sure a lot of you have probably seen David after the dentist. If not, you have to. This so, is one of those ones, it's not like a random thing, you know, where it's like our awkward, like, growing up videos, like Charlie the Unicorn. It's just a classic, like, mm -hmm. video that was funny and went viral. It's not like yeah. somebody animated a weird tooth thing. No, no, no. But. Yeah, it's just a little boy in, in the back seat. And he's like, is this real life? Like, he's like so out of it. I don't know what surgery he had, but it was so great. It's that, true. Like, he's, just, he's having an, a legitimate, like, existential crisis while he's, like... Coming off of the drugs. Yeah. From, uh, not like he and him, but he needed them for anesthesia After the dentist. stuff. Yeah. yeah. And, like, he just starts, like, screaming, ah, it's so great. We're not making it sound great, but no, it's funny. No, <laughs> I'm trying to do my best impersonation, but it's just such a classic. Okay, before we get into your top ten, can I ask? Top two. Yep, your top two. Is blood on there? It is not. Okay, so that is one of my favorite ones, mm. but that, one of the first ones Buddy and I bonded over. It's this little kid mm. just saying, blood. Because he cut blood. his finger. He cut his finger, and his parents were laughing at him because he was going, blood. And then they start laughing. He's like, not funny. Not, that one's a great one. You can go watch that one, too. I, I, that one's probably not a classic, but that's a funny one to watch. Yeah, no, that one's super entertaining. For it. sure. All okay, right, number two. two. Guy on a buffalo, guy on a buffalo. I've got You've nothing never for seen... you with this one. Oh, man. See, okay, so before I moved here, I was doing, like, my own <laughs> broadcast where I was, like, doing my own teachings and stuff, and, and I would start them with Guy on a Buffalo. There's, like, six episodes, and, oh, guys, if... I'm just going to be honest. If you have not seen Guy on a Buffalo, watch Guy on a Buffalo. Just go to YouTube, type in Guy on a Buffalo, and watch all six episodes. When did this come out? You said this, these are like classic ones. When, did, when was this well, one? Well, okay, so originally um, there was a movie called Buffalo Rider that came out in the 70s. Sure. All right, where this guy's riding a buffalo. <laughs> and uh, he, he like trains a buffalo and wh whatnot. Now these, these videos are not, like they take clips from the movie and they put their own like song and spin on it. And it's awesome. Um, you just... Uh, my, okay. my mom just said, I will never understand Guy in a Buffalo. You're not meant to understand it. It's not created for you to understand it. But That is the it's definition created. of YouTube. You're <laughs> That's not meant true. to understand it. It's not supposed to make sense. <laughs> um, but Guy on a Buffalo is such, it, it's such quality entertainment. George says he's seen Guy on a Buffalo. Go yes. George! So, so Kevin says two for nine. Priscilla says I'm one for nine. Well, this last one, I'm almost confident that you guys have seen it. Let's throw up my number one classic YouTube video for my top 10. It is Charlie Bit My Finger. Charlie, Charlie, Charlie Bit Me. You bit me, Charlie. See, Charlie Bit My Finger. You, you can't get more classic, more, more, you know, just wholesome entertainment than Charlie Bit My Finger. It, I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure he would feel that way too. <laughs> you can't get better than Charlie biting my finger. It was that's amazing. True. 
Oh man, okay, all right. Kevin has seen that. Priscilla, you've seen that? Come on. No! Oh man, you, you're gonna have to do a whole YouTube, like, just binge after this. Mm-hmm. Man, because these are classic quality videos. But Charlie Bit My Finger is just such, it, it just brings you so much joy. It's like, after you watch it, you're just happy inside. It's true. You're just happy inside. You did a great job of compiling this list and having it also be appropriate YouTube videos, because like, mm -hmm. I'm thinking of ones that are classic, but that are not. You did a great job of keeping this, like, Thank you. great ones. Wholesome. Wholesome. I don't know if they're, like, I don't know if I'd encourage, like, Luke to watch these. Like, what, my list? Yeah, like, I don't know if I'd encourage him to watch Charlie the Unicorn. So I was going to say family friendly, but I, I don't think like four-year-olds should probably watch Charlie the Unicorn, but for the most part, it's pretty wholesome, pretty good. For the most part, yeah. yeah. Except the end when they steal his kidney, but <laughs> you know, everything else is fine. Everything else is fine. But um, no, Charlie Bit My Finger is so, <laughs> such quality entertainment. For That's sure. Like, seriously, if you haven't seen Charlie Bit My Finger, just look up Charlie Bit My Finger, watch it. It'll perk you up. Yeah, it'll make you happy. I don't know why it became so viral, you know, but it did, and I'm glad it did. Because he's a British kid, and British mm -hmm. are have the cutest voices when they speak. So. That's true. You yeah. know, Serena had a had a British accent whenever she was like four. Oh. Um, yeah, like I watched some home videos, and I'm like, oh, look at her little accent. Where did it go? That's cute. But, well, sorry, that was a in sync. Did you guys see that? That was like a Mighty Morphin Power Rangers moment, like where we mind melted. That it's not Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, but it's okay. Um, right now, we're we're. That was top ten. <laughs> I'm not over the fact that we were in sync for a second. Yeah, that, that, that kind of messed with my brain a little yeah. bit. Well, now we're moving on to What's the Word with Pastor and Paul. They, we're starting a new series today yes. on faith, and uh, it's going to be awesome. Amen. It's going to be Amen. really good. We've got Pastor and Paul. They are going to be talking about how to win, how to apply your faith and win. It's going to be such a good one. We're going to hand it over to them right now, but we're going to give you a couple seconds to share the broadcast. So while we cut over to them, share it, and we'll see you here in just a second. Hey guys, how are you doing? Welcome to What's the Word? Hey dude. That's it. I, don't the, I sort of have plaid. It's kind of plaid. I know, I know. I saw y'all had the lumberjack version. I so, know the song that George uh, sang earlier too. After so. he said from A-Team, I, yeah. I knew. But it was it, that was actually him uh, in A-Team reciting something that had been popular before. Oh, so I, yeah. just, I remember yeah. from... I'm really feeling the generational gap as they just went through that top ten. <laughs> I, uh, I mean, I knew like two of those, I I, and they're because they shared them with me. But, I was only aware of a couple of those. Yeah, yeah, there was a whole. I would say there's a whole other side of classic uh, YouTube videos. Like what yes. one that comes <laughs> to mind is the. Uh, um, What's that song? Numa Numa, yeah, Numa Numa. That's actually a classic. And um, then you had uh, Brooker's was one of the major. Did you have you ever heard of her? She was like the first 
one of the first major YouTube stars to break out. And she went on to have a job, actually, in TV and stuff. And she was entertaining. She had a, a good personality. Nicole and I would watch her and laugh. But um, it was funny. It's amazing that I remember sitting there in the early YouTube days going, how are they going to make money? You know, because they, they were just giving it away yeah. for years, just, you know, and that takes a that took a lot of money for that memory storage at that time. Uh, it was much more expensive. Uh, and so I was going, what are they going to do? Eventually, and I, I, they're going to have all these people addicted to these videos and they're going to go to commercials and have different things, which is exactly what they did. And it was amazing. Um, <laughs> Jade said, I think you said classic in this broadcast 728 times. <laughs> that's, a, that's classic, Jade. Um, huh. <laughs> Good job. It was entertaining watching you and Barrett do the who will yes. win. That was uh, entertaining. She came prepared, and uh, you were one and one, so you'll have to have a rematch. Well, she had a lot more time to prepare than I did. <laughs> <laughs> I found out this morning... Around tennis. <laughs> She's rebuking you now. It's okay. All, all screen. It's okay. <laughs> they went one and one. So listen, hey, put the uh, slide up for today's how to apply faith and win. That's what we're going to be <clears throat> talking about for the next uh, couple of days. How to apply faith and win. And uh, because a lot of times we're applying faith. But or we think we're applying faith. Yeah. But we want to not just apply faith, quote unquote. We want to win. Yeah. In other words, faith is uh, the victory that overcomes the world. Mm -hmm. So if we're not overcoming, are we applying faith properly? And so we're going to talk about that. And uh, what we want to do is there's actually some steps to applying faith. And I want to give you those steps real quickly. And uh, maybe even I can uh, put these in the comments for you. Let me see if I can do that real quick. But uh, we want to go through these steps and we want to um, show you how to apply this faith. But then we want to talk about each one. We want to talk about uh, what what is it that you need to do for each step? So let's see if I can get this in here. And go. There you go. That's it. It doesn't look as pretty as uh, what I put up there, but that'll work. So that's how we will apply faith and win is to go over. And so you see this. There's basically three major steps, and then the third step is broken down into nine different pieces. We're going to look at each one of these over the next couple of days. And today, the first step that we're looking at is know that you are saved and put on hope. So we know in 1 John chapter 5, and verse 4, it says that this is the victory that overcomes mm -hmm. the world, even our faith. So one of the things that God has done is he has determined in his uh, wisdom that I'm going to give people the measure of faith yeah. And they can take that faith and apply it in a partnership between God basically <clears> saying <throat> through my supernatural power of, and empowering them and their actions of faith, hope, and love. And they can overcome because they're made in my image and likeness and I'm going to give them these uh, this ability, and I want them to ha take this responsibility and do something with it. And of course, we would apply faith. I mean, I've applied faith for myself, 
for my family, for the things I'm doing. But I've also applied faith for other yeah. people as well. It's not just for us. <clears throat> it's to help uh, everybody around us see the goodness and the glory of God and fulfill the goodness that God wants us to walk in. Yeah. Um, so we need to know uh, how to do that. We need to walk in those things. This is God's way. He even goes on to say, without faith, it's impossible to please God. Mm -hmm. I think it's in Romans 4 that he says, uh, if you don't have faith and you're not, you're not utilizing faith, it's sin. And uh, so we want to learn how to apply this faith and not just claim faith, but when from it, we know, you know, a verse that we talk about all the time is 2 Corinthians 2.14. And so 2 Corinthians 2.14 says, but thanks be unto God who always leads us to triumph or leads us <clears throat> to victory, leads us to winning. How, how many times? Always. always. Always, and then he goes on at the end of the verse to say, in every place. So always and everywhere, he's leading us to yeah. win. That's what we should see and say, well, then I'll take it as my responsibility mm -hmm. that he wants me to win. He wants us to have this victory. He wants us to overcome the lack of the world. And remember 1 John uh, 3, 8 says that Jesus was manifested to destroy the works of the devil. We are to carry on that practice. Uh, I love, you know, Jonathan Shellsworth on his Twitter. Uh, I, think, I think it says something along the lines of, I cause problems for the devil professionally. Yeah. You know, in other words, we should, our business should be overcoming the lack of the world, not only in our lives, but in other people's lives and destroying the works of the devil. Yeah. And in order to do that, we have to know how to apply faith. And he says this, I love, I love the second Corinthians verse. He says, but thanks be unto God who always causes us to triumph or always leads us to triumph in Christ. So we just have to take Jesus by the hand. But then it says how, the, how he does it. But he manifests through us. He brings about the promise. He brings about the victory manifests through us the sweet aroma of the knowledge of himself mm -hmm. in every place. In other words, when we know who God <laughs> is and we have an intimate fellowship with him, we're like, this is who God mm -hmm. is. God's going to come through. Yeah. This is what manifests. The goodness of God is manifested. And that's what we want to teach today and go over how do we apply faith and when. And so I gave you that list. I put it in the <clears> comments. Uh, maybe we can pin that for a second. But what you see is this, how to apply faith. Uh, three major steps. Know, know that you are saved yeah. and put on hope. You're saved from whatever it is, and that's what we're talking about today. Whatever it is you need saving from, you have a Savior, and He has finished the work of saving you. All right, know that you're saved and put on hope. That's step one. Two, deal with attacks quickly. Yeah. Deal with it. Don't let them linger. Recognize them quickly. Deal with them fast. Three, apply faith and patience. And under three, there's a list of how to apply faith and patience in that way. But the first step of doing that, because uh, Brother Hagin used to say this, faith begins where the will of God is known. Mm -hmm. So if you don't know that you're saved and you don't know that you have the victory and you don't know the promise or you don't know the character and nature of God, then you're not going to believe in it. 
how can you believe in something that you don't know about? So the first step is know that God not only has given us these promises of, of health, of life, of uh, prosperity, of restoration, deliverance, of intimate fellowship with God. Jesus is the door to our loving Father. These are all the things. He has saved us from every issue we could ever face. That's who He is, the character and nature. And our job is to know that and to put on hope because yeah. of that. Uh, so, you know, looking at the key scripture is Hebrews 11 and verse 1. It says, faith is the substance or the support of things hoped for. And we know that we can't please God. We're even in sin if we don't walk in faith. But if you don't hope for something, yeah. if you don't put hope in something, faith can't work. You're not actually in faith until you know the promise and you put hope in the promise. Or you know the character and nature in God, of God and you put hope in the character and nature of God. So I can have, uh, for example, I can need help in my body and I can read a scripture that says, by his stripes we were healed. And so that's a promise of healing. But I can also look at Jesus and say, He's my Savior. I can look in the Old Testament and see that God called Himself Jehovah Rapha, the Lord that heals you. I can see His nature. I can see His promise. And now I can put hope in those things. But I've got to know it. I've got to know it. Have you ever found in your life that you've heard this stuff, but there was a difference between kind of hearing about it and knowing it? Oh, yeah. I've been there. I mean, the other week, like, I've heard it. Yeah. And I knew it, but I still didn't know it. Yeah. And that's when it took uh, the humility of realizing that I didn't know what I thought I knew, and yeah. then coming to you, and then you sitting down and explaining it, and bringing it, because there's a difference between what the world calls hope and what the yes. Bible calls hope. Yeah. Worldly hope is, well, I wish this is pretty much... Replace the word hope with wish. I yes. wish this is going to happen. Yep. A biblical hope is a confident expectation. Like, I know what this says, so I know my hope resides in that. It's a confident, uh, joyful, joyful, confident, joyful expectation. confident expectation. That means it's there. Yeah. It's not a wish that I can receive it. I can receive it. It's, it's a known. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes we'll hear it, and we don't really grasp it. But then that's when we have to step in that humility and come and receive it and understand it and have yeah. it explained to us to where we're not just having it, but we're, we're having it. Yes. We're not just hearing it, but we're, we're literally hearing it. Yes. It's became a part of something instead of just something that's been sitting in front of us. Yeah, yeah. And that's, uh, there's a difference between, like for instance, I, I think it's good what you just said. You said you've heard it preached. You've now heard that message preached for years. A lot. <laughs> for years, a bunch of times. So there's different levels of knowing, mm -hmm. and what you ultimately have to have is you have to have a heart knowledge. You have to have a the core of who you are is what Romans 12, 1 and 2 says, that our mind is renewed, right? Uh, the core of who you are knows. It's not theory to you mm -hmm. anymore. See, a lot of people will amen and hallelujah theory, uh, but it's not theory that actually causes faith to work. It's a heart belief, a mm -hmm. belief of the heart, a belief in the core of who you are. I know that God exists. And then how can you get 
to heart knowledge if you don't have theory first, if you've not heard it preached and, and you hear that, wait, God will heal me? You know, there's a lot of people that don't know that today. Uh, they've not heard it preached on that level. There's, there's people that think that God just wants to strike them down all the time because they know they can feel sin, and they just think that God wants yeah. to strike them down all the time. And a couple of scriptures is so important to know is that God wishes that all men would be saved, yeah. that all men would be saved. And then he, then he says, if anyone will believe on me, I'll, I'll save them. Because I came to save, not to condemn. In John 3, 16, mm. 17, I'm paraphrasing. I came to save. One of the greatest things I ever had happen in my life um, is when Jesus basically, I was reading the Bible one day, and uh, I, I, I read that. I was reading John 3, 16, and 17. Let me, let me just read it to you, and I want you to hear it. John 3, of course, we know John 3.16. A lot of people don't know John 3.17. But in hearing this, watch this. There's, there's, all, there's levels of our revelation mm -hmm. that we have. And so there's levels. And once you get a revelation, don't think that that's going to do you good for the rest of time. Yeah. The Lord says, put these scriptures in your eyes, in your ears. Let them be confessed out of your mouth on a regular basis. Why? Because it keeps that revelation fresh and current and keeps our heart in full faith all the time. Uh, imagine, you know, like a bucket sitting outside that you put a, you know, a hose in, a, a water pipe a water hose, and all of a sudden you turn it off one day. Well, eventually just the sun is going to evaporate yeah. the water. But if you even have a trickle going in, how much more if you poured it in all the time, if you constantly had the word going in, it'll overflow not only the bucket, but all the ground around it. That's our design in John 10.10. 10, it says, thief comes, steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus said, I'm come that you might have life and then the Amplified shows what it really means, to the full till it overflows in abundance, yeah. in abundance. That's the way we're supposed to live, an overflowing life, a full life. And, but that means we've got to put it in. How important is it for us to first hear the truth? But then, and have that truth and those promises and that hope and the character and nature of God preached to us, but then hear it on a regular basis till it becomes real, till our mind is completely renewed to that. And we don't just amen it, we know that we yeah. know it. And this is the first step of faith. You've got to know it and put on hope, which is putting on joy on purpose, putting on confidence yeah. on purpose, putting on an expectation on purpose. And we'll, we'll talk about that in just a second. But when I was reading this, one of the best things God ever did, and let me just read 16 and 17. I was reading this one day and I read, for God so loved the world, and that's an absolute love, that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. Verse 17, for God did not send the son into the world to judge the world, but that the world, not just Christians, he gave, he gave Jesus to the world, to every sinner, to every person. He gave Jesus to every person. And he says, he didn't, he didn't send the son into the world to judge or condemn the yeah. world, but that the world might be saved through him, might be saved through him. So I was reading that one day, 
And uh, the Holy Ghost really relayed it to me. And uh, I believe Jesus through the Holy Spirit really spoke to me and said this, is that he said, I am a Savior. Yeah. That's who I am. I'm, I can't, and a Savior has a nature. You know, a Savior saves. It's, a, it's his character and nature. Do you think that Jesus is ever, ever going to have his nature changed? Do you think that he's ever going to change from being a Savior? And that means no matter what situation you or I ever walk into, ever, Jesus' nature will be the same. And if I need saving from something, he'll save me. And when I saw that, I started to realize that this is absolute. Mm -hmm. This is not something that's in question. If I need saving, then he's going to save me. Now, I will say that many times the issue is that what we think we need saving from is not what we need saving from, you know. Um, So, for example, let's say that, you know, like I, I used to smoke cigarettes a long time ago and um, let's say that I was sitting there and I constantly was in bad health and um, you know, I was having trouble breathing and, and just, you know, all that kind of stuff. Or maybe I had, you know, what was diagnosed as asthma. And I'd say, Lord, heal me from asthma. Heal me from just being in low health. Mm-hmm. And, and God would probably say, you don't need healing from the low health. You need healing from the smoke and cigarettes. That's what's holding your life down, you know. And so a lot of times we try to apply his saving nature to the thing we think. But what we really need to do is see the promise of God. That'll lay it out directly. Or also go to him and say, Lord, I believe in you as my Savior. Show me what things I may need to change, but empower me to be saved. It's He is a Savior. He will save us from the root cause. And just, I want you to put it in the comments right now. Jesus is my Savior. That's who He is. That's who He is. Put it in the comments right now. He's my Savior. That's who He is. Understand that His nature will never change. It'll never change, ever. Yeah. And if I need saving from something, he'll save me. So I can be, or we can be, or any of us can be, in the worst scenario ever, we can be in the valley of the shadow of death. And Jesus will be our Savior. That's exactly what it says. The valley of the shadow of death, and Jesus will be our Savior. He's never going to not be our Savior. And having knowledge of this starts to uh, kick on and activate our faith that will cause us to win. Yeah. And one of the things is to, to really grasp a hold of that and understand who he is, you have, to, you have to do a little bit of work. You have to get into the word and really yeah. dig after, hunger after, so you can find his yeah. true heart, what his true heart is for you, that you shouldn't lack in your finances, you shouldn't lack in your health. And I was talking to the youth about this um, Sunday, is when we went apple picking Saturday, and when we got there, there's a mass of people. And when we got down to where the trees were, you know, several, I mean, hundreds of the trees were already, the apples were out of season, so they were already picked. But then we got around, and the apples that were still there, the trees, when you looked at them, they were bare. And people were just walking, and there was, the low-lying fruit had been grabbed, but then it had been dropped because it had little spots and stuff on it. And it had been trampled over, and it started rotting. And one of the things the Lord showed me is 
sometimes to find the true riches and you find the real stuff that he's trying to get to, it involves a little work. And as I looked up at the top of the tree, the tops of the trees were completely full with apples. And yeah. then I've, I found out that the tops of the trees is where the best fruit is because it gets the most sun, it gets the most rain. And people were so easy to grab the little things, but then those little things, those were the ones that were quick to rot. Yeah. But when you hunger after and you search after and you find out who is, what, what his heart is for you, then you find the real nuggets that he's trying to yes. give you, the real yeah. things that become a part of you that you that that digs roots down into you that you can't that can't rot. Yeah. It's the things that the 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 scriptures like a lot of people like you were saying, a lot of people don't know John three seventeen. Yeah. It's those little things that are really the ones that'll grab hold of you. Yeah. And that you hold on to. And when those moments come up and you start confessing the things, then you have a solid foundation because you know yes. his heart, what his heart is for you. You know the promise behind that. That it's yeah. not just what your pastor has told you. You know it yes. by scripture, based on God's word behind it. And then that's when you eat the good fruit. That's when yeah. you, you really start seeing God's love, his blessings start pouring out on you. Yeah. And it was just like one of those, like, never thought I would have got this kind of revelation going on a family trip to an apple orchard. But yeah. when we are hungry and after the things of the Lord, he'll show you things like that. He'll say when you're going after and say, Lord, I need I need something. Yeah. In those moments, he'll give you something like that. And it's just like it's one of those you smack yourself like <laughs> I've heard I've heard it preached all the yeah. time. Study to show yourself approved. Dig into his word. Meditate on my word day and night. Yeah. And then boom, he'll show you something that simple. And it's just, huh. Well, there's uh, when you uh, what you're really talking about is the honor that God will give you when you will honor him. Mm -hmm. You know, when we honor God, he will honor us in first Samuel 230. Uh, but many times we've literally been taught uh, by this society and by this world uh, to have a low esteem of the mm -hmm. things of God. And a lot of people would not want to say that, but by our actions, truthfully, if we're really honest and if we could see what was actually happening in the spirit, we, you know, I feel like we're, I feel like at times we're going to look back at our life and go, oh God, oh, yeah. why? And it was normal to us here, but in front of Jesus, standing in front of him, we'll, we'll be like, Oh, that was that was not smart. And uh, <laughs> I wish I would have taken taken time, you know. Mm -hmm. And we talked about that last night for quite a while. And just how one verse there's there's so much in one mm -hmm. verse that we normally would just skip over. And as we honor God, the Lord will draw things out of out of that, yeah. and then He'll pour out honor on our lives. Uh, and so it's such an interesting night. We had uh, Impact University as a university we have here uh, in Albemarle, and people can do it online as well, but with associates and mm -hmm. bachelors. But last night was class night, and uh, we're in Hebrews, and we're talking about, we were talking mm -hmm. a lot about honoring the Lord, and uh, we literally spent like an hour and a half on one verse. And um, it was it's one of those things where as you dig in to the Lord, you just find more and more of these nuggets yeah. that are truly valuable, uh, not just spiritually, but physically as well. They manifest physically because you take the goodness of God and you start to manifest it in that way. One of the things in looking at this, the first step of how to apply faith and when 
is to know that you're saved already. So Jesus said, I'm a savior. And then he said it on the cross and he, and he said, he paid the price to save everybody from everything they'll ever need saving from. And then he made this statement, it is finished. Yeah. It is finished. And when he said that, he had declared everything that needs to be done is done. It's paid for. And that means that your salvation is already bought and paid for. You're not waiting on it. You have it now. Uh, Ephesians 1.3, we have been blessed in heavenly places. We've already been blessed with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places. Uh, in Peter, it says that he's already granted to mm -hmm. us everything pertaining to life and godliness. There's nothing that you're waiting on to be saved for. You just have, we just have to apply faith for what's already been paid for. It's like having a debit card called faith that the bank account is full. You just got to go and swipe it. You have to utilize your faith. And so that's what we're talking about over these weeks. And, you know, one of the things that you see is that Jesus is a Savior. What has he saved you from? Well, in that word Savior and to save uh, is a definition. Number one thing that he saved you from is a lack of the fullness of life by disconnection from the Father. Mm -hmm. So the number one thing that he's done for us is he's made, he's opened the door to connect to intimate fellowship with the Father again, to be a part of his family and have an inheritance. That is number one. Two, uh, he's healed us. And that word is he saved us from every sickness and disease. Yeah. Three, he saved us from every bit of lack that we will ever have financially, uh, physically, in any way that we would have lack, mm -hmm. even lack of health in, in that prosperity. He saved us from lack. He's given us prosperity. He has delivered us, right? Mm -hmm. He has restored us and he has protected us. So he's, again, I'll go through it again. What has he saved you from? He has saved us from everything. He, here's what he's given us and saved us from. He's given us intimate fellowship with the Father, healed us, prospered us, protected us, restored us, and delivered us. He delivers us from evil. He restores us where things have been stolen. He protects us from the attacks of the enemy. He's already saved you from that calamity and that tragedy that the devil has planned. Yeah. Uh, he's already uh, he's already paid the price to quench every fiery dart with your shield of faith. These are things that he saved us from. So now that we begin to know this, the next thing that we have to do in this same step is know it and start to apply yeah. hope because your faith won't work if you don't have hope. And so Bible hope, like you were saying earlier, is joyful, confident expectation. So we have to take the promise of God or what he saved us from, that promise. We have to take his character and nature as a savior, as a loving father. And we have to put hope in that promise, put hope in that. In that. We have to put joy on because of the promise. We have to put confidence on, on purpose because of that mm -hmm. promise. We have to put an expectation on because of that promise. So, you know, one of the stories that God gave to me, an analogy they gave me years ago was, if I told you uh, that tomorrow I'm going to mail you a check, send it mm -hmm. by a deliverer, and at 10 a.m., 
they're going to deliver it to your house. You need to be there to sign for it. And in that envelope is a check for $1 million. Right there at 9.30. All right, so here's the thing. If Now, let's say that I have the means to do it, Mm -hmm. that I have that availability and that potential. My bank account is not suffering, and he knows that, right? Now, the issue is, if he doesn't believe me, first of all, if I never told him that, if he doesn't have knowledge of it, he wouldn't be at home. No. You know, it may come, but he's not there to sign it, and he would miss it, right? But here's the thing. But if you know about it, that's one thing. But the next thing is, you've got to decide, well, do I really trust that Brian has the capability to do that? Do I trust his word? Because if you don't know that I have the capability, you'll be like, oh, whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, people tell stuff all the time. And who'd... See, if we apply to God the, the uh, corruption that we apply to thinking about men, then we'll never look at God in the right light. But when we know that God can and will do these things, then all of a sudden something will happen inside of you. If you know, if you know that I'm true to my word, if you know that I have the capability, right? Mm-hmm. If you know that something's going to happen inside of you naturally. If you have, if you have determined in your heart that you know that what I say will come to pass. You know that I have the potential in my bank account. You know those things. Something's going to happen to you. Yeah. Because if I say, you know that if I told you that and it's going to happen, it's going to be there and that check is going to clear and not bounce, then all of a sudden, what's going to happen? Joy is yeah. going to spring up. You're going to be like, oh, yeah. you're going to tell your wife, Jade, our life <laughs> just changed. Glory to God. You hadn't even gotten the check yet. But you know, you know that the character will back what was said. Mm -hmm. See, that's part of the issue. Do we know that we know that God's character will back the promises? And the word says, you know, let God be true, but every man a liar. And see, a lot of times man has taught a doctrine that God's not trustworthy to keep his promise. But God says, all of my promises are yes and amen. My word will accomplish what it was sent to do. So if you know that, joy is going to spring up in you. Oh, yeah. If you know that, confidence will spring up in you. If you know that, an expectation will, will spring up. Oh, so yeah. the first thing that's going to happen when we put on hope of the fact that Jesus is a Savior and the promise and those things, we put on hope. The first thing that's going to happen is we're going to, we're going to start to get happy. Yeah. Joy was, is a manifestation of hope and a f- trust in God, a faith in God. You'll get happy, right? And the, tr- you know, the devil may come and say, he's not really going to do that. You'll be like, devil, you need to go on. You yeah. are a lie. Get out of here. And, and joy, you'll laugh at the devil in the joy of the Lord because you know that it's true. Mm-hmm. But here's the other thing. Let's say, let's say that you got a buddy and uh, he calls you up later on in the day and you tell him the story. You're like, dude, my pastor just told me he's going to send me a check tomorrow morning at 10 o'clock and it's going to be for a million dollars. Dude, I'm so happy. I'm so excited about it. And your friend doesn't believe in God and he doesn't know me. Maybe he knows me, but he doesn't know me well. What, you know, what's, uh, what's he going to do? He's probably going to be like, man, come on. 
You know, yeah, your pastor's not going to do that. And see, if you don't know me for real, then you might be like, yeah, it probably isn't going to happen. Maybe yeah. not, you know. And now, and, but if you're in true Bible hope, nothing is going to mm-hmm. steal the confidence of God's promise from you. You're going to be so joyful and so confident, and nobody can steal that. But here's the other thing. You said it already. You're going to be in expectation. Oh, yeah. Are you going to be at home? <clears throat> probably going to be at the front of the neighborhood. You, you're probably not going to leave the house. <laughs> yeah. You're going to make sure. And, and at like 10 till 10, you're going to be looking through the blinds like, where's the truck? Where's that letter? Come on. Yeah. You're in expectation. This is Bible hope. And we have to put this on. This is not something that just falls on you. No, we start to know about God. We know who he is. We know his character. We know his nature. And we put hope on on purpose. This is the first step to applying faith and winning. We got to know Mm -hmm. that he saved us and put on hope. Well, one thing I was thinking, and I've been guilty of this, is, you know, when the symptom of our, you know, attack on our health or anything comes in, you know, a lot of times we'll go to those scriptures and we'll start confessing those scriptures. But when we confess it, we'll be like, well, I'm the head. and Yeah. But when we're saying it, is there a smile on our faces? We're saying it. We're we're going through the motions of it, but we're not really... Are we, we're not standing on that word. Are we longing for yeah. it and wishing that it was true, yeah. or do we know that it's yeah. true? Yeah, because I was sitting there, and while you're speaking, you know, you see people all the time, well, I yeah. know I'm the heel of the Lord. Well, it doesn't sound like it. Yeah, yeah. Or, you know, we'll start feeling that symptom come up, and we'll start, you know, praying and confessing. But does our the tone of our voice, does it does it say yeah. that I'm in a joyful, confident expectation? Yes. When, But then you see people that maybe not know that much of the word, yeah. but they come up and they're like, I give it, they feel it. Yes. And then there's something, you can see the difference on the face. Why? Because they've had an encounter because they didn't, a lot of times what we, what we have is we've had so much input from the world coming in and telling us yes. things. And those people don't. So when they see it and they experience, they know yes. that they know that they know and there's a joy that lights up. And it's something that's why we have to purpose ourselves. Like yes. you're saying, we have to purpose ourselves to put that on. Even in situations that it doesn't feel right, you have to purpose yourself. That's when you really need yeah. to yeah. dig down and really understand what the Word's saying so that when you confess it, I'm the heel of the Lord. Yes, I know it. I'm the head and never the tail. I'm above and never beneath. I'm blessed going in. I'm blessed going out. Yeah. And then that's when you can tell the difference of knowing it. Yeah. And knowing it. Yeah. Knowing it and having it. Bible hope is a manifestation of faith, and they work hand in hand. In other words, when you naturally go to joy in the midst of the valley of the shadow of death, you know that that doesn't even make logical sense. Mm -hmm. But what it does make sense is that I trust God, and I trust Him as a Savior. When I have an expectation in the middle of an attack. Mm -hmm. I know that that's God. I know that I'm operating in faith. I know I'm putting on faith and hope. I know these things. And that's what will come out. We we have a statement that we'll say is, what are you full of? And in other words, when life puts pressure on Mm -hmm. you, what squeezes out? 
Is it fear or is it hope? Mm -hmm. Is it fear or is it joy? Is it fear or is it confidence? Is it anxiety and worry or is it expectation? Is it fear or is it faith? Mm -hmm. You know, uh, this is how we have to, and we have to look at that and be honest with ourselves. And I, many times in my in my past, man, the pressure come on, and I'll be like, "Whoo, I don't know what we're going to do here." And and I know right then, I'm not in faith. So I need to put, lay my eyes on the Word, confess some Scripture, put down fear, cast my cares. Yeah. And put on hope, on purpose. And, well, I don't want to be hypocritical. I'm not. I'm taking what God told me to do, and I'm being obedient to it. That's not hypocrisy. That's me dealing with where I've been so that I can win this battle and overcome the world. Mm -hmm. It's actually not hypocrisy. It's actually a very truthful walk of, hey, Lord, I need your help, and, and I know who can do it. And it's not me by myself. Mm -hmm. It is you. I need your help. And it says he'll help us in time of need. It doesn't say in Hebrews 4, it doesn't say that he'll help us when you got it all together. Yeah. It says when you need me, you'll find help. Why? Because he's a Savior. Yeah. It's who he is. Yeah. It's who he is. So the first step today is put on hope in the knowledge of Jesus, who is our Savior. That's who He is. It'll never yeah. change. He will save you from everything that you ever, ever need. Amen. Man. Amen. Glory to God. Got anything else? Well, I was we just, move on? just sitting there thinking, you know, when we go after Him, we're honoring Him by going after Him. You know, yeah. then He'll, he, He's going to honor us back by pouring on. Yes. But the, the, the thing that came to my head is, you know, he's already paid for everything for us. So if you go to a restaurant and somebody pays your bill, are you going to go up to the register and you're going to pay the bill again? No. No. Yeah. It's already been bought and paid for. So what we're doing is he's already paid for it for us. What we're doing is saying, I don't, I'm yeah. not accepting that you paid my bill. Yeah. I can do it myself. And that's pride. That's that's bad. Yeah. <laughs> so what we're doing is we're pretty much kind of just smacking the face. That wasn't good enough. I can do it better is what we're saying. Yeah. And that's a lie. Like that's not going to happen. And many people aren't trying to say that. Yeah. But by their actions, that's what they end up doing. Yeah. And I know I know you don't want to do that. I know that people don't want to do that. But yet we have to recognize when we try to take that on and don't lean on him, mm -hmm. that's exactly what we're doing. Yeah. It's a great point. That was just yeah. I'm sitting there thinking. I was like, you know, that's that's like, like if I was to go, you know, pay take my mom and stepdad out the dinner, and I go to pay for it, and my stepdad's like, no, I'm gonna pay. Well, I've already paid for it. Well, I'm gonna pay for it anyways. Yeah. Well, that's gonna be that's disrespect. I feel I'm gonna take offense to it because I'm gonna feel disrespected that what I did was not a good enough gift. It was not a good enough gesture, yeah. and then. So what we're doing, and it's like, man, do I want do it's, I want to make the Lord feel like that? Like, yeah, He took everything for me, took a beating for me, He hung, He went to hell for me, and yeah. what I'm doing by saying that is that wasn't good enough. It's also being a very bad steward. Yeah. In other words, why would you waste money that's already been paid for? Well, if we sit there and we try to work out like our healing on our own and don't receive the healing of God, then we're going to go through a process where we could have been more productive. Mm -hmm. We could have ran faster. You know, we could have done more things, but we're going to sit there and be in a lowered state and not producing. It's a very bad steward of what he's given yeah. us. 
And we're called to be good stewards. Yeah. So, amen. So I hope that helps you today. Uh, tomorrow we'll be talking about uh, more about how to apply faith and when. And uh, we're going to be we're going to be jumping into uh, talking about. Listen, move quickly. Don't wait. Right. You jump on a faith project quickly, recognize it quickly and move quickly. And we're going to talk about the importance yeah. of that. Now, what we're going to talk about right now is what's abundance. You know, what's abundance in our lives? So every day we want to have a, a portion where we talk about God wants us to have an abundance in our lives. And we want to make sure that that abundance is something that we know about. See, a lot of people, God's given abundance to mm -hmm. us, but we don't know it just mm -hmm. like this. We are not aware that God's abundance is available. And so because we're not aware of it, we never apply faith and hope to it. Mm -hmm. We never apply those things. And so, but God says it in 2 Corinthians 9, I think it was verse 10, uh, maybe verse 8, excuse me. It says, I want, I want you to have an abundance in context for every good work. I want you to have an abundance for every good yeah. deed. I want you to have an abundance. But many people don't know that that abundance there. So hasn't God called us to do great things? Great, great things. Yes, yeah. he's called us to do great things. But if we don't have an abundance, then we will not walk in that abundance. Yeah. If we don't know that we have it, we won't walk in it. We've got to know it. And then we have to put faith in that abundance. We have to put hope in it. Yeah. All right, Lord, you've given us abundance. And he says this. He says, I'll give you, I'll prosper you and give you wealth to establish my covenant. Yeah. In other words, I, I want to establish my covenant not only with you, but with other people. And I'll give you the power to get wealth. I'll give you yeah. abundance in your life so that you can walk in abundance. And so that you can have this wealth and establish that covenant. Yeah. He said, I made a covenant with mankind. And part of my covenant is to bless them in every way that they should be and could be blessed. I want to bless them. Mm -hmm. How does he do that? He pours out abundance in prosperity. And prosperity is not just finances. It's prosperity in every area of life. He says, I want to give you that abundance. But if you go back to 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 9, one of the things that you'll see is how abundance comes. Abundance doesn't come uh, just from the tithe. He says, listen, I've given you abundance, but it comes when you plant seed. Yeah. Abundance comes when you plant seed. But then he says this, but hey, you might not have seed. He says, seed to the he says, if you'll become a sower in your heart, if you will purpose in your heart to become a sower, he said, I'll give you the seed mm -hmm. for your abundance. In other words, God has handled it all. The issue is, where's our heart at? Yeah. Where's our knowledge at? Do we know that he wants us to have abundance? Do we know that he will supply us with seed? Do we know that he will multiply the seed? Do we know that he gives seed to the sower? Do we know these things? And is my heart to give to him? Yeah. That's the issue. Where's my heart at? Where's the core of who I am? Where are those things at? Do I know it? Because if I know that God wants me to move in abundance and I know that he will take care of me, what I will do is I'll say, Lord, you know, I might have five dollars in the bank. But, Lord, I have a heart to give to you. Yeah. 
what Lord showed me what to give today, you know, in that way. And all of a sudden what happens is your heart lines up with the ways of God. And God will say, I'll give seed to the sower. And, and he says, you give, you give that out of that $5, you give that $3 today. He said, and all of a sudden you get a knock on the door that afternoon and somebody says, I don't know why, I just felt like I was supposed to bring you this hundred bucks. You know, I was just supposed to bring you this or, or whatever it is. See, that's the thing. When we purpose in our heart to be a sower, God will get seed yeah. in our hand. And if we don't have seed in our hand, then we need to ask the question, am I truly a sower in my heart? Mm. Am I really? And I've had to ask that question. And when I made that change, all of a sudden things really turned. And, and all of a sudden I found myself with seed in my hand on a regular basis because I'd taken the time to purpose in my heart and say, Lord, yeah. I, I, want you, I want to give to you. I want to give. He said, if you want to be a sower, I'm going to put seed in your hand. I'm going to multiply the seed sown, and I'm going to get abundance to you so that you'll have an abundance for every yeah. good work. See, I know people, and I think a lot of people are watching today. I know people, you want to do great things for God. You want to pay off churches. You want to yeah. send a, a missionary to the foreign field for, for 20 years. And you want to be able to do it all yourself. See, that's the kind of people I know that we're talking to in that way. But here's the thing. You don't get to that place by being stingy. You get there by purposing your heart to be a cheerful and abounding giver and knowing <clears throat> that God wants you to have abundance. Yeah. You know it, and you put on hope. And when you sow a seed, you know, when you take a seed and you sow it at church or, or you're do, or doing it on the phone, giving online or whatever, when you do that, you're, you're doing that not just in faith. You're doing that in hope. Oh, I'm in joy over this. This is a cheerful heart. I'm in expectation. I'm in confidence. This seed right here that I'm about to send, that I'm about to sow, it's going to do something. It's going to bring about abundance. And when you start moving like that, all of a sudden, you'll see that the field that you're planting in, it, it goes up quick. Yeah. There's a harvest. Y'all seen that in your yeah. life as well, haven't you? Yes, sir. <laughs> over and over again. Even when it didn't look logical. Yes. <laughs> Especially when it didn't look logical. The Word works. works. The Word works. Amen. Every time. Listen, if you'd like to sow today, you're welcome to. You definitely don't have to, but we make it easy for you if you want to. And on Facebook, you can type in hashtag donate and the amount, or you can go to givebc.org. Listen, we praise God for you. We are. It is our pleasure to sow the broadcast and to sow yeah. the word into you every weekday on Lunch Plus. And uh, that makes us happy. That's why we're doing it. We didn't start it. Actually, I, I, I never even thought about having offerings on this when we started it it actually the lord woke woke me up to it at one day i was i was doing that and he said i want you to teach on abundance and prosperity at the end of every what's the word because the more you preach about it Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word. word. And the people that are watching Lunch Plus will go higher and higher. The Lord will save them from lack in their finances. And I went, oh, that's a great idea because yeah. we've seen that happen in the church. And it'll, the same thing will happen here. And we're already seeing it, already getting testimonies back, even after we've been doing that just for a short period of time. Lives are changing. Why? Because the word, word works. works. When we apply faith 
hope, and love. Listen, we love you. Here's Barrett to wrap it up today. We'll see you tomorrow. Share the broadcast. Tomorrow we're going to be talking more about how to apply faith and win. And thanks for being here. I love you. Love you too. Amen. Love you all too. Bye guys. Here's Barrett. Amen. We are going to take a quick second. We're going to pray over your seed. Lord, we thank you for every person who's sowing, whether they've sowed at the beginning, whether they're sowing now, whether they're sowing when they watch the replay. We thank you, Lord, for every seed that is sown in faith. God, we ask that it be returned to them multiplied. Let it be blessed 30, 60, 100 fold. God, let it come back to them. Let the people that are sowing this word, Lord, sowing into the word and then sowing the word by sharing it, Lord. Let them have a harvest. Let it come quickly. Multiply back to their account and let a harvest be reaped quickly in the mighty name of Jesus. We thank you that you provide seed to the sower. You're the blesser. It's all you and you get the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Ah, he's so good. And we thank you so much for being on with us. Thank you for partnering with us. And Thank you for watching. We have an awesome episode in store for you tomorrow. Guys, exciting news. You ready? Hot off the press. Willet Muffin is Thursdays now. So if you are the fan of Willet Muffin, much like Pastor Brian, tune in on Thursdays because that's going to be coming back around. It's also not called Willet Muffin. It's, it's What's Right Kitchen, I'm pretty sure. It's something different, but that's basically what we're doing. It's gonna be tomorrow, it's gonna be awesome. And Marky or whoever's on the computer, we want to let you guys know about something exciting that is happening here this weekend at Boomerang. You can see it on your screen right now. We are having special services with Brother Tracy Harris this Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday night at 6.30 p.m. here at Boomerang Church. Our address is at the bottom. Our phone number is at the bottom. If you have any questions, feel free to contact us, get in touch with us. But these will be powerful meetings. Pastor Tracy is a mighty man of God. He is one of Pastor Brian's spiritual fathers, and we want to invite you to come and be a part. I know that we have viewers. You can come back. Oh, you did come back to me. I didn't even have to ask y'all. Y'all are so speedy. Um, <laughs> I know that we, Pastor just shared the Facebook event in the comments, I believe. Um, you can go there and it'll have information on there as well. But I know we have viewers that are out of town. I would encourage you, if you feel the leading of the Lord to come to these meetings, come to these meetings. My husband and I have driven 16 hours one way to be in Pastor Tracy's meetings. They're powerful. Your life will go up as you place expectation on the word and what he's bringing. And it's going to be so good. We're just, we're excited about it. And we wanted you to be a part of what God is doing here in Albemarle. So we'd love for you to come. We're excited about it. And we're excited about tomorrow. It's going to be an awesome broadcast. We'll see you tomorrow, same time, 1145 a.m. right here on the broadcast. We love you. Have a blessed rest of your Wednesday, and we'll see you tomorrow.